just tell Vicky, tell me a bit about, about what you are and, and what you do at TalkTalk. Talk. So I'm Vicky Jones and I'm a program manager here at TalkTalk. Talk. So it's my 10th year. I've been here since I was a graduate. So I've uh, done my whole career here pretty much. So at the moment, what I'm doing is basically managing our consumer fiber program. So everything that is fiber for consumer automation, GFAS modem, everything and in between really. Um, so anything that's got fiber on it is, uh, is down to my project management team um, and myself. So we've got pretty, uh, pretty big plate there. Well, wow, that's hardcore. I mean, because we're in the middle of this huge transformation to full fiber as an industry and a company. So that's, I'm sure you've got a lot on your plate. Yes. Everything that we're going to be selling in probably five years time is, is coming through the team right now. So nothing like a, a big responsibility, ultimately. Oh, oh, exciting. I presume it's very fast and very reliable. Obviously. Have it in the home. So it's what we're using now. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a game changer for the industry. No soggy cabinets. Um, you know, hopefully, you no know, on off copper degrading, aluminium degrading, just light delivered straight to your door. Like electricity and water, basically. Exactly. Um, we haven't had an outage for a really long time. And we've, I've even got, I've got the battery backup units here, which is another thing that we offer to our, our vulnerable, our voice dependent customers. So even if I've got a power cut, we're good here. I can carry on working. Cool. So you do an important job in the company, but you also do important stuff outside the company as well. Tell us about your volunteering. So I spend, it feels like all of my, my outside time volunteering actually, and I'm not really sure how it, how it happened, but my husband says, if I've got five minutes, I'll, I'll fill it. So I do a, a lot of work with St. John Ambulance. Um, I started that probably about eight years ago now, um, worked my way up. So started as a first aider at community events, went on to be an advanced first aider last year, trained as part of our vaccination program. So became a COVID-19 vaccinator. Um, and then coming out of that this year, I've taken on my unit. So I'm based out of Winsford unit. Um, I'm the unit manager there now. So that's a unit, that's a St. John Ambulance unit. Yes. So a team of people. So the, the country split up into regions and so north, south, west, east. Um, and under each of those, you have a unit. So I have Winsford. The next one to us is Weaverham, Warrington, um, Chester. We split up like that so that people can get there to training nights, fairly local to them within you know 10 minute travel. How do you do that with a full-time job? Amazing. It's pretty taxing. It's pretty taxing. Um, we go through ebbs and flows as well in terms of how many volunteers we have. Really, I should have a full unit management team. So being able to promote the people who are, are working with us. Um, so you have people that look after making sure your kit is in storage, making sure that your events are staffed, um, You know, making sure that your building's not leaking. Um, or this, this week we had all our telephone cables were ripped off the roof off the telegraph pole presumably someone wanted the copper again won't happen in the future but um you know who deals with that when that happens when the alarm goes off so it's so a lot goes on but if you if you can get the right team with you um to manage the unit it makes life a lot easier and St john ambulance almost all volunteers is that right yes there are some paid members of staff in the offices but everyone that i work with is a volunteer so we have first aiders advanced first aiders like myself who do the bulk of the event work um, we also have, you'll find a lot of people that work for um, like the NHS, for paramedics. They'll also volunteer for St. John's. You have a lot of paramedics that will do that in their spare time. Um, doctors, nurses, people that just genuinely want to impart their knowledge um, on other people to make sure that the country's safe when the worst thing happens. People have got the the ability to to stop and help. So your your role is you go to 
big football matches or live events or festivals or whatever. And there's a few of you there just in case. Yeah. I mean, so what are the most common things you deal with? So, I mean, it varies by season. Um, we do go to football matches, huge concerts, but we also cover, you know, village fairs, tiny events, very large scale events. Most of the time you're dealing with the general public not necessarily taking care of themselves when they get overexcited and they're out and about. So not had enough to drink, water-wise, not had enough to eat, maybe had too much to drink, um, alcohol-wise, had too much sun. And that's the, that's the bulk of what we do, or wearing inappropriate clothing and handing out plasters. But then you're there for the the more serious things that do happen when large groups of people gather, particularly if you have older people, people faint or they, they get very sick, they need to be extracted from locations. We're there ultimately to provide that first response to get people out of where they are, get them to a place of safety and ultimately decide whether the next course of action is that they're going to hospital or they need to go home, you know. And you you sometimes might be there before an ambulance arrives as well. Yeah, always. So, you know, we can call for for an ambulance, but generally speaking, you're going to have a wait time. We're there, we're there on site. We can extract you out of a, a difficult situation. We have a huge amount of kit with us. So we carry um, defibrillators as well. We've always got at least one defibrillator with us. And as you know, if someone has a heart issue or a heart attack, that defibrillator is the most important thing that's going to save their life. So us not having to run 10 minutes down the road for the community one and find that it's been missing or wait for the paramedics to come, we could be the difference between someone living and, and someone passing away at that event. Sounds to me you're very passionate about it. And I imagine you you couldn't imagine your life without doing this. No, not now. Um, it does become part of your your DNA ultimately. And the, it's the group of people, I think, with anything, say the same at Talk Talk, that, that makes it worth it the passion that people put into just volunteering their time, their expertise, um, everyone's so selfless in it. And it, it does take a lot of your energy up, particularly in the summer. You work all week, you're out early on a Saturday, potentially till late, could do both days in the summer if it's, it's a particular busy time. Like, you know, when the Jubilee hits next week, the sheer number of picnics we're going to be at is, uh, is outrageous. Um, and in bad weather as well, potentially you're in the cold, wet, all of that is, is exposed to. But Ultimately, it's the people that make it worth it. So what do you get out of it? I mean, you've painted a picture of, you know, you've got a full-time job, you work hard, a certain amount of stress in that. Yeah. Imagine you want to, you know, you want to unwind at the weekend. So what do you get out of it that makes you want to do that after having done a full working week? So my thought is if I didn't work at Talk Talk and I didn't do what I do, um, and I, I am a very passionate technical person, but my other passion is medicine. So did, if I didn't work at Talk Talk, I would probably work in the lifeboats or as a paramedic. Um, that's my my second life. So it gives me the opportunity to learn skills that I don't have any opportunity to learn otherwise. So, you know, I, I can use advanced medical gases and I can splint broken legs and vaccinate as well. That, that was a, quite an eye opener to be physically standing there. <laughs> vaccinating someone for COVID-19. So it sounds like self, 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 you know, selfishly, because you're, you're clearly a selfless yeah. person, but selfishly it allows you to scratch an itch that you might not have ever been able to scratch. And having, so I've got a line team of about 30 people. So I manage about 30 people at St. John. I manage a team here at Talk Talk, but it gives me a completely different set of problem solving to do. So the problems that people have at St. John is not at all like you face at Talk Talk. And some of it's, you know, because they're volunteers and 
you can't just well can you just do that because that's the way it is and yeah you can't order the, you can't order a volunteer around can you, you? Not, not, so not really it doesn't half improve your people skills by having to find 50 different ways of approaching one person to get the right outcome because you can't just go in with a well i've told your manager that you know you know you're not doing what i need you to do you've got to got to find many many different ways around um and it's very people oriented and a, a lot about building the right team to go out an event building the right team to work together it's very um very people interesting i would say so you get to do you get to get that not glow because it's not superficial but you must you must get a sense of great well-being knowing that you've helped somebody over the weekend and actually made their life more tolerable in what might often be a difficult situation. Absolutely. I mean, it's very frustrating that we never actually find out what happens to the people when we we send them out of our care. But um, we've we've dealt with some very poorly people over the time. We do a lot of work with older people. So we do a lot of concert series over the summer where a lot of people in attendance are older who've been very unwell in our in our care, have been unconscious, you know, have had to be taken out of, of theatres we've had to sort of resurrect and hand over um and ultimately you were there to make sure that they were safe um and that's i think that's our our mantra really it's just the reassurance that people are going to get the very best care that they can get and we're going to do the absolute best that we can for them and then pass them into the very best hands they can be you know if people have been sick if people pass out if all of those things people are very vulnerable at that time and they need to be properly cared for and actually in you know society has gaps in it doesn't it and 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 it sounds like that that wouldn't happen without the existence of a voluntary organisation like yours. There might be people that fall between the cracks. Yeah, and and there are lots of organisations that do similar things to what St John Ambulance does. Um, you, you see some of them around and they are people that are paid to do it. Um, ultimately, I think what St John Ambulance gives, and we work in conjunction with the Red Cross, so all the Red Cross volunteers, they don't go on events anymore. They've, they've joined our organisation um, we have standardised manuals, we have standardised training, we make sure that we cover mandatory topics every year, we make sure people have got a minimum number of hours. We control the quality of our care so that we can make sure that it's standard and it's going to be the same every time. And if you see a green shirt out at an event, you know that you're going to be getting a quality service from that person if you approach them. So just to end on, if someone's thinking about volunteering and maybe intimidated by your ability to essentially hold down two full-time jobs. <laughs> how would you how would you get them to start thinking about it? Perhaps is it about the well, what would you like to do in life, but perhaps because of a career you chose didn't didn't end up doing? Is it perhaps that? Is it a chance to think about something to a passion, a secret passion that you can do by volunteering? Yeah. And and it's not just about first aid it's not it doesn't have to be customer facing we have a raft of roles in st john ambulance so some people will work in our back office and just do support for us and, and check that everyone's where they're meant to be or you know you're going to need a treatment unit for that event so let me order it for you and drop it off we have logistics people that check that our kit is going from place to place we have comms comms absolutely fascinates me how they they turn up to an event like the cheshire show and they set up this huge truck with these huge aerials and they suddenly have radios that reach the entirety of the showground. And there's no black spots in that. So it's there's all sorts of different things that can be done. And it doesn't have to be every week, every weekend. You know, people can go to events as and when they they choose. Um, everything's completely optional. So I will I will tell the team what we've got going on. And they only sign up if it if it suits them, if they don't have anything else going on, if they find that event interesting. You know, this it's not like someone's gonna be knocking on your door saying, I don't think you're doing enough work. We just need to make sure that people 
check in regularly enough to keep their skills refreshed. So your message not for people not just who are going to who are interested in St John Ambulance, but lots of organisations is there's lots and lots of things that you can do. So just look around. Yep, look around um, sga.org.uk. It's got all our recruitment on anyway. So um, come see what see what we're about. We've still got vaccinators out in the field. We've got a whole plethora of roles for people to be involved, and our youth programs are growing by the day. So people wanted to inspire the next set of young people we have cadets we have badgers just like other organizations do to get kids into first aid at primary school level so that when something happens and kids are fantastic at first aid the way they retain it is just spectacular they're better at cpr than some adults are they they just have no qualms about cracking on doing what they need to do when they see someone in trouble That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.